Are you ready to start this? I thought we were already starting. Oh, we're we're started. So this is Rage Against the Pod. This is the weekly Rage Against the Machine podcast where every episode we get into a different Rage Against the Machine song. We get down and dirty with it. We get into the nitty gritty of it. We get into things that you never even knew <sighs> about these songs. Uh, my name is Tyler, Ooh. way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether is Jeff. Uh, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Rage Against the Pod. Thank you for to those uh, who already rated yeah. us, gave us, gave us five star ratings on iTunes. Wow. Thank you so much for that. That is awesome. Jeff's having like an aneurysm right now. I don't know what he's doing, but that's okay. Uh, Jeff, what song are we doing today? Mm, Maggie's Farm. There you go. We're doing Maggie's Farm from Rage Against the Machine. Uh, this is a cover song. This was off of their fourth record, their cover album, Renegades. This is a cover of the Bob Dylan song, Maggie's Farm. And um, this was smack dab in the middle of Renegades. I think it was track six, if I'm not... No, no, this is the last track. I'm sorry. It's the last song on Renegades. Say so the best uh, for Renegades last. came out... Well, no, definitely not. And... Uh, Came, this album came out December fifth, two thousand, or the year in the year two thousand, and yeah, the original Bob Dylan song came out March twenty second, nineteen sixty five, on his album "Bringing It All Back Home" again, or "Bringing It Bringing It All Back Home." So yeah, that, so there you go. That's uh, that's that's a little bit little bit of background on uh, on both of those songs. So Super I guess dope. that's it. That's all. You ready to wrap it up? Yeah, yeah. Get call the fuck it. out of here. If we could call it. Sure. 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 So, so we'd have to talk the talk about the bullshit of Bob Dylan. Um. Well, I mean, your uh, hate your hatred for Bob Dylan's a little a little unwarranted, but no, it's not really. I mean, you can hate you too. That's fine. You can hate bands like Bush. That's fine. Who hates Bush? Come on, Tyler. <laughs> what about Oasis? Now you're just kidding yourself. Oh, I don't think anybody actually likes Oasis at best. People just like Wonderwall. And at best, they only like the beginning part of Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. But I think, uh, I think your hatred for Bob Dylan is, is harsh. I think it's, it's overly harsh. I think you're I too think critical of somebody who writes, at the worst, at worst, decent music. <laughs> at best, see, it's see, fucking even, great. It's uh, legendary. But at worst, it's decent. Dude, you've been brainwashed, man. You've been brainwashed. I, 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 I don't see how. You have. Again, Bob I don't, Dylan, I don't, man. I don't see how. The most overrated musician and songwriter of all time. Honestly, he is, man. He's see, not. I think, he's not horrible. He's not horrible. I think you but have no ammunition that for that greatest, argument. Uh, I don't claim he's the greatest in any capacity. Songwriting, but, um, musicianship, singing, guitar playing, anything. I don't claim he's the greatest, but he's good. At sometimes he's maybe great. at best, maybe at best, never great. I just I don't think you have any ammunition for that argument. If he's he's the most overrated musician of all time, mind you, mind you, I have not listened to all of his music. I haven't listened to his his biggest records in their entirety. So my my opinion isn't 
based in absolute fact, I guess. Well, to be fair to you, I mean, you heard one, you heard them all, right? <laughs> Even Bob Dylan claims that. I mean, he did say he's written four songs in his entire life. And yeah. he's just played them over and over. Or what was the line? He just, some, he just kind of re- rewrites them over and over. So dumb. But know. anyway, Rage Against the Machine, they they decided to cover this song. The song is also kind of historic in the music scene, in the music genre. Uh, what, what do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about the Rage version? Do you want to talk about a little bit about Bob Dylan, the Bob Dylan version? What do you want to yeah, do? Yeah, let's, let's just get through the Rage one pretty quick because it is a very underwhelming Rage song, especially for something that, that is so important to the music industry, to that era of time Mm -hmm. and to something that they really could have done more on because the song starts off with Morella's riff and you think that the song's going to come in super hard or or it's going to come in with something, but even though it is heavy, it just kind of falls flat. It's kind of weak. It's kind of boring. Really? Really? I'm surprised. Yeah. Because the song to me, I, I, I kind of liked it. (laughs) I, I've always kind of thrown this song away and just kind of skipped it or whatever, but you know, getting diving deeper into it, the Rage version, I, I liked it. It's it's not the worst. It's not the worst song on the record, but it's definitely not the best. But it is better than at least one of the songs on on Renegades. What song? Oh, it's better than two songs on Renegades, I should say, because I, I listened to the I listened to all of Renegades this week. Um, but yeah, it's better than I'm Housing, and it's better than Beautiful World. Oh. Like Beautiful World was kind of is it's different. It's different, but it's different. not necessarily good. True. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I think Zach does a great job. Um, the way he he kind of builds tension and, and relieves it and things like that. I just uh, the song's like six and a half minutes, and it just doesn't it yeah, doesn't need to be. Long. There's no reason for it, and the outro could have just been a two minute long slugfest. From stuff mm-hmm. that we've heard from like Bullet in the Head, which is Zach like yelling and things speed up and they slow down. Like Rage does things great like that, but this one was. Even though I like the Renegade album and, and and a lot of people's complaints, including your complaint, is just it was just kind of phoned in. This song, yeah, this song, like is 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 the reason why I would go towards that that band that band camp. There is is it sounds like it's phoned in. It sounds it sounds disingenuine. Except for Zach. I think Zach sounds especially, fine. Especially considering what this song supposedly means to the music scene. Like, to phone this song in seems weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then to, to end it, you know? You, you you cover a Bob Dylan song and you phone it in. Like, I'm not a fan of, of Mr. Dylan, but come on, man. A lot of people love him, and so to phone it in is weird. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's my biggest complaint. I, I think the music... It's heavy, but it's just, it's really not. It's it's kind of like fake, fake, mm-hmm. fake heavy. Yeah, Zach. Fevy. Zach is my least favorite part of this as well. I feel like he, he could have done a lot more. What was that? That was me gasping at your sack line. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought one of the kids walked in or something and screamed. Oh, that was me. Um, <laughs> But no, Zach is my least favorite part of this song. He, it's not bad, but it's a lot of the same reasons you said. He doesn't. He sounds like he phoned it in on this one. But I, I think Tom's parts are are absolutely great, and and Timmy sees you know him accompanying Tom. It sounds fucking heavy. It's a heavy fucking song, and B Dubs kills it too. But it's 
boring. Plays what needs to be played. I don't think it's that boring. It, only the fact that it's as long as it is. It could have been easily three and a half minutes and been much better. It's just but it's nothing. Really fucking. It doesn't long. go anywhere. It just it's it's lost. It it's it doesn't know what to do. It like halfway through the song, it circles back to the beginning and tries to recreate the beginning part. And it's it's weird. It's bizarre. It's unnecessary. The more I talk about it, the more I dislike it, actually. I'm putting this below Zapata's blood. No, you're not. I'm no, I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to get into the Bob Dylan song or do you want to get into the uh, lyrics? What do you want to do first? Um, well, let's, let's uh, you know, whatever, whatever you want to do. Whatever. I was thinking we can get into the Bob Dylan, the original version first so before we dive into lyrics. Like his structure or like the lyrics itself? Well, the lyrics are the same, right? Or kind of change well, like, a little bit. We can, yeah, they changed a tiny bit. But I was thinking more like when the song came out and then its significance, and also the Newport Folk Festival, okay, nineteen sixty-five. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Talk about that. I mean, because that that is important. It's an important part of Bob Dylan's history, from what I was reading. Okay, yeah. So, uh, so getting into that, I mean, off the top, it's a, this is basically just a a a newer blues song. This is a, a sixties version of what these, these folky folk think blues is supposed to sound like. And it's, it's fine. There's no real chorus. There's nothing going on. It's just all verse and the beginning Mm -hmm. and the end of each verse kind of say the same thing, just in a different format. So it is very bluesy in that, which I think is fantastic. I think the Bob Dylan version is fantastic, but this song (laughs) and this album is, is it kind of marks, a change for Bob Dylan, Bob Dole. Every time I say Bob Dylan, I think of Bob Dole from The Simpsons. Yeah, Bob Dole. So it kind of marks like a change in music and tone for Bob Dylan, for for Bobby D. And um, like like you said, that f- that festival that he played at that was um, yeah famous and infamous at the same time. Some people hate it. Some people loved it. But uh, this was this was kind of notable because it, he was abandoning his his folky style for this electric rock life, and he upset people. He lived, like legitimately upset people for this, and the song kind of kind of resonates that that topic, and which is why he was so upset to think like why the fuck are people upset about my music? And so I think what kind of make what, what makes what makes Bobby D kind of fun and cool in that is he. I think he's always recognized that he's not like great at really anything. And he writes music just to kind of write music because he likes doing it. And when people get upset about his music or they get controversial about it, like even still in 2020, I think, I think he always kind of tells people to relax, like relax, take a step back, chill. It It is what it is. No, it's not what it is. It is what it is. It is not what it is. Coming back around again. So yeah, Maggie's farm is just, just a way of him saying he just doesn't give a shit. He's fucking tired of, of, of everything. Tired of the music industry, tired of society, tired of all the bullshitters and the naysayers. Mm-hmm. And that's why the, the Newport Folk Festival was so controversial. For very stupid reasons, too. People are dumb. They're like the original, it was like the original hipster movement. This folk festival thing of 65. Stupid. So, so I mean, there were, there were the biggest thing people always kind of focus on is is bob dylan got booed mm-hmm. because he played in an electric set he wasn't all acoustic and he wasn't he wasn't staying true to, to the to the folk values which wasn't true by doing that 
which but was not there's true. Also, there's also other things that a lot of other people say that they were booing at, and it wasn't just Bob Dylan. It was, it was the shitty sound quality. It was the fact yeah. that they only played like 15 minutes, but most of that time was spent like tuning guitars and standing around not doing anything. So there's a lot of different things about about all that, but even even reports of, of why Bob Dylan chose to do it is fucking cool. Is it though? Because he wasn't even the only person on the bill who played an electric set. There were people earlier in the day who played electric sets and nobody batted an eye. But he's the so only one just, that I think that it's like has a never false, played an electric set though. It's like a false memory or it's like a it's like people trying to create a story out of nothing. They, they, it's almost like they want to make this myth of Bob Dylan when it's not there, so they make up this. Issue. It is there, but it's not. Bob Dylan though. was a folk hero in music. He had never done yeah, this before. He was straight. It was straight folk, and then he made that transition into electric. How is that not a big deal, especially at a time when he is the figurehead of that movement of the folk of the people? Mm. Of course, it's a big deal. But when you, it's not a big deal anymore because people genre jump all the time. But when you stack it up against the other sh- stuff that was happening at the concert like with the bad sound and the the shortened set and all that, that's more of a reason to boo. And that's more likely than not the reason why people booed. Not because he played an electric set. Come on. I, I think no, I think a lot of that. What do you mean? What, I think a lot of that story is fabricated. The sixties were the sixties were a time of, of of horrible decisions. Well, I know, but I think a lot of that is fabricated. Like the the reaction is fabricated. That's what I think. I, I don't think it's as. I just I don't believe it. I mean, maybe maybe it's some huge conspiracy where where hundreds of of journalists and artists all are all kind of conspiring together to 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 set this. I guess I don't know. Whatever it is. <laughs> But the but I mean we don't even know if he even was actually there. We don't know if Bob Dylan was there. We don't know. It's actually a good point, yeah. We don't know. But you never know. What I was kind of reading was the reason why one of the reasons why Bob Dylan decided to do an electric set was the 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 festival organizer he was shit talking uh, the Paul Butterfield Blues Band, mm-hmm. and and he because he was trying to keep the festival like anti rock, anti electric, and just really folky and really low key. And he also supposedly said that these white boys have no business playing blues. And Bob Dylan was like, he, he was super pissed. He said, fuck that. We're playing electric. And then went to the Paul Butterfield Blues Band and got a couple of those guys to play with them. And then they ended up playing this and pissed off the promoters and everybody. And then some people say that's the reason why the sound was so shitty because, you know. Because Bob Dylan's such a rebel. Capacity. He's such a rebel. I'm sorry, man. I just don't get Bob Dylan. I guess maybe I need to. I think I need to I listen to more. For listen you, more. I don't know. I think it's hard for you to to put yourself in the shoes of somebody who was born in in that era or grew up oh, in that era so because we're stupid. because we're so used to things just not being that controversial. Now I get oh it. Oh my god, you're so. Like, dumb. I understand it. It's cool for corn guys to wear dreadlocks. It's not controversial anymore. I get it. I get. It, I get it. But you gotta you gotta remember this. This wasn't 1990. This was 1965. Yeah, things were different back then. Yeah, I know. Things were vastly different back then. And for someone to do, someone to show even a little bit of defiance to any kind of authority is, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't commonplace like it is today. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I totally agree so I think, with you. It's not commonplace. I think maybe that's getting lost on you. No, it's not. It's not at all. Because you just, say, like, to, to mock the, the whole, the, the whole, like, rebel aspect of bob dylan and yeah he wasn't like a rebel or nothing it's but but if you sign a contract to play a certain thing and 
you know, the organizers say, okay, what songs are you going to play? And you give them a list of songs and things like that. And then you decide to completely change everything. I mean, that could be like a breach of contract. You could lose all money. You could lose everything just because you said, fuck it. So yeah, I guess that's not really rebellious. (laughs) I guess you're right. I don't know, man. I'm just saying, I think he's a little overrated. I mean, it's cool. To I mean, be you're, you're entitled, I mean, especially you're entitled in this to your stupid fucking opinions, but <laughs> why do you get so mad about this? It's insane. Because it's because it's dumb. That's like saying, "Oh, I guess corn kind of wore dreadlocks." Well, like no. Why are you, why are you only did. bringing up corn, especially when because that's you, all, you and I that's like a lot of know. the same music. That's all you know. But you and I like a lot of the same music. Like probably like eighty percent of what we like is exactly the same. To be honest, I only like Bob Dylan. I don't know why you like Bob Dylan. I just I only like you know Bob what I, Dylan. you know. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna listen to all of his music from the '60s, from like his first album to, let's say like maybe mid '70s, because I figure that's kind of. I was gonna he say he's got off. like 40 albums. Yeah, I know. I'm not gonna go through everything because I know he like he genre jumped and made some really shit stuff, even shittier. We than can just do '60s. Let's just let's just do '60s Bob Dylan because even that's a lot. That's probably like 10 albums. I, dude, I don't I don't know, but. I, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna start. It, I'm gonna start doing that this week. I'm gonna listen to to all of his '60s records, and my opinion might change. I don't know. We'll see. I, I but hope it's, it it's not. It's not like just the music. It's it's the time period. It's it's no, what he was doing for the music scene in general. So so just kind of listening to the music, you're not getting the full picture. No, I understand. And again, I, I think that's from your 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 lack of of, of empathy, your la- <laughs> your inability to put yourself in somebody else's <laughs> shoes, especially from a from an era before you. And I know it's, I know it's hard. I know we're like millennials and we don't care about other people, but we got to push through that. We got to push through that for our, for our generation. Tyler, you're, you're out of your fucking mind. That's all I want you to do this week. That's it. I don't want you to listen to Bob Dylan. I just want you to put yourself in somebody else's shoes to, to maybe feel what they feel at that point. (laughs) Can you do that for me, Tyler? You're out of your fucking mind. You know, can you, can you just do that one thing for me? You know, he's 79 years old. Fuck. He's old. Yeah, He's fucking old. God damn, I didn't realize he was that old. Oh man, dude, he put out, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine albums in, in the 1960s. So 1962 to 69, put out nine albums. There you go. And then he put out two albums in 1970. Woo. Oh. Well, maybe one was January 1st and the other one was December 31st. So it could be like a year apart almost. Maybe. You don't know. Wait, did his new album come out? <laughs> he has 39 albums, by the way. Oh, oh new, so close. Yeah, you were really close. But his new his album new comes, comes out, out tomorrow. Oh, God. It literally comes I'm, out tomorrow. I'm not listen to that. <laughs> June 19th, 2020. Is it really? Yeah, I swear to God, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking goddamn. That's so weird. We're doing this We're doing this episode the day before his album comes out. New album. But yeah, I'm yeah, going to get back to that 17 minute song. Oh, God, dude. That song is so fucking awful. It's so Dumb. bad. It's so bad. But that was that was another one where people were reading so deep into it and Bob Dylan was just kinda like, Well, I mean, it's just if you read the lyrics, it's all that's all that's there. There's nothing else there. Well, I'd rather just waste everybody's time by make writing a shitty seventeen minute song. <laughs> Fucking dumb shit. God damn, what a dumb yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> I'd rather just waste everybody's Fucking time. That's funny. Dumbass. So, like, just to put it into perspective how old Bob Dylan is, he didn't play that festival again for 37 years. Fuck. I wonder if he was <laughs> banned, or I wonder for how long he was banned for. That's weird. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I can't, like, that number 30, I didn't, I'm not coming back here for 37 years. Like, <laughs> are you still playing music in 37 years? Yeah. 
It's crazy. But still, that was 2002. That was a long time ago. He's been playing music for that is, that's also true. Fucking yeah. long time. If his first his yeah. first album came on in 62. That's crazy. Crazy shit, man. Crazy shit, man. <sighs> All right, let, do you want to you want to jump into the lyrics here? Yeah. Okay. So uh, this song, like you know, you were saying earlier, there's no real like chorus. It's just kind of just just word. It's just like word vomit. That's what this song is. And uh, so we we got the, there. It's it's from what it yeah. There's five parts to it or five main parts. And um, do you want to get into the first part? What do you want to do here? What whatever you want to do. I mean, you can. I wouldn't. I, I want to hear. I want to hear how you shit all over these lyrics because these these are actually kind of fun. They're kind of cool. So I want to. I want to hear this. <laughs> all right. Well, the first part, uh, it kind of talks about you know lower class society having to get up and work, uh, get up early and work their shitty jobs for essentially you know capitalism and uh, and just how sick of it they are. They just they just hate just hate it so much. They hate their life. And that's pretty much well. The whole entire song is pretty much saying, you know, I hate working for the for the government. I hate working for, um, for capitalistic or the capitalist society. I hate re- working for religion. I hate you know everything because everything oppresses me. So this is just another song about oppression, especially geared more toward uh, lower lower class poor people. That's what oh, I get. Just from another it. song about oppression. Oh, am I right or am I right? Fucking skip it. Oh, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. I, just, I don't. I don't. Can you do that for me <laughs> though? This week, I'm can you do that for all. me? <laughs> I, but I, I think, will say, I think, I, I think you're right. In, go ahead, go in, ahead. What, what are you gonna say? In Bob Dylan's defense, him writing this song that long ago is pretty impressive. Because a lot of people were not talking about it, especially in this way, and especially being a white person doing that. It's pretty. It's a pretty cool thing because you had people. I, I, I like in in blues music who would talk about this, like vaguely talk about this, but for to have a white guy come out and just like blatantly say this, it's pretty remarkable. At the time, I'm sure there were other people doing it, but Bob Dylan was the biggest of the time to do it. Mm, so there you go. The biggest of all There's time. Some, you mean correct? Yeah. So I, I think I think the whole Maggie's Farm. There's there's a lot of different things about maggie's farm but with bob dylan i like to keep it real simple like kiss keep it simple stupid i like to keep it real simple i think maggie's farm is is society in general mm-hmm. i don't think it's really aimed at anything in particular i just think he just is, is upset with the way things are going with like you said our our capitalist shitty society and he's just mm-hmm. tired of it. he's tired of that and then kind of like going to the micro level He's tired of the folk scene and there's fucking strict expectations of what the, he should sound like. And I, th- and I I like the line that he says he has a head full of ideas, but he knows he can't like express them in the restrictive capacity that society mm-hmm. has put him into. Because this whole change in, in tone for him, like it, like it really upset him. It was very irritating and it was very shocking for people because everything shocked people in the 60s, right? You show a little leg yeah. on TV, people were shocked. So yeah, I, if you I, shake I think, your hips too much, you're shocked. Like with Elvis. Yeah, exactly. You, you could sing the shittiest that music that you didn't even write, and you, all you got to mm-hmm. do is shake your hips, and people <laughs> will like it. You could also play the shittiest pop music and just have your hair cut a little low in England, and then people will love you for some reason. So it's crazy. Hey, it's hey, crazy. hey, watch your mouth oh. with the Beatles. Come on, man. Oh, the Beatles are actually so talented. I, <laughs> Bite your tongue. No, they were a good pop band. You're right. They were a good pop band. I like them. You're dumb. You're so dumb. 
but Beatles then, are on my list of albums to do. I uh, fucking rubber donkey rubber soul? or something. Yeah. One of the greatest albums ever made. Plain and simple. Let's just stop. <laughs> let's just stop. Right, sorry, let's just continue. stop hurting sorry, each continue. other. <laughs> no, come on. Let's what's stop, the fun in let's that? Let's just stop hurting each other. What's the fun in that? Come on, man. No, but what else were you gonna say? Uh, no, that was it. I I, I oh. think um, Maggie's farm is is just a general term of society, and that's why he goes into like Maggie's mom or dad or brother or uncle or aunt or niece and nephew and like each one of those like clearly an aspect of the machine a Mm -hmm. cog in the wheel yeah so to speak and how he relates you know certain like the brother symbolizes the corporations and factories the the pa uh, represents the government and military uh and then the the ma represents religion and he it, they break he breaks it down in in all the different parts. So he kind of talks about he bri- he briefly briefly talks about each one of those those entities and how they oppress the certain people, which is it's a cool it's a cool it's a well structured song lyrically for sure, and the message that he's conveying I think is is very it's very well done especially for 1965. It's great. I mean this is a. This this is a more easily accessible Bob Dylan song, and so it's hard, it's hard to deny that the song is 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 not good because it is good, yeah, and it's it's timeless, and that this is a good good Bob Dylan song. I want to get you into like the, the deep cuts, the good stuff, because this one's easy. Now the uh, so going into this episode, I I went and listened to the song, and my mindset going in was like, dude, fuck it. Everything I've heard from Bob Dylan, I just don't really like, and I don't. I know I've heard this song in the past because we've we've done this album, this Renegades album, on our other podcast, but I didn't remember. But going into it, even with a shitty mindset, I came out of it thinking, "Wow, that's actually a pretty good song." The Bob Dylan version, the original version, is actually pretty damn good. There's some great. There's some great. There's some pretty good stuff on there. So I, I don't have much many thing, many bad things to say about the original version but i don't know just so but again this is he's over this is an this is an easy song to get into with bob dylan now see if all of his music was like this you know, a lot of it's like this a lot of the stuff in the 60s is are well, then was, maybe i'll get into it this? i don't know maybe i'll get into it maybe i'll do something so you said maggie's brother was like the corporations you said maggie's pa was Maggie's pa was, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the brother was the corporations and factories. The pa was essentially a metaphor for the government and uh, military interests. And then the ma was was religion. Religion, yes, correct. Yeah, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much kind of exactly what I say. Like, especially with the brother, the corporations. It's he was he was kind of commenting the fact that yes, we go to work, they pay all this money, but we don't we're not making any money because everything costs money. Mm-hmm. That are are run by the corporations, so they're paying yeah. us just to give it back to them, and now there's just free labor, and we don't really own anything. They're, exactly, exactly. It's pretty progressive. That's that's my little quip. Well, no, I, but I mean it's implied, and it's pretty progressive yeah. thinking for that time. I mean, this is kind of when everything was good, going topsy turvy within like society, and people were starting to question what they initially believed. They were questioning the American dream. They were questioning the nuclear family. They were questioning their government. And that had never, that hadn't been done for decades and decades. And here, here we stand in 1965. And I think Maggie's paw, uh, specifically, I think it relates to 
our figurehead, the president, not a specific president, but just the president in general, mm-hmm. the, the idea of a president. Like, like I said, in other podcasts, it's it's somebody that that we are supposed to look up to. That's yeah. spo- that this person is supposed to lead us, but he's not one of us. He's never been one of us. He has no idea what it's like to be a normal person. So how the fuck can we look up to somebody who doesn't even know what it's like to be a normal person? Yeah, that's it's true. It's part of the system that continues to keep us down. It's well the, written. The, the fourth one I think is important because I think it is religion, but I, I took it just because I, I ran a little bit further with it. I think the fourth mm-hmm. one represented like the people we don't see. Like that whole... The oh. whole that old thing, like behind every great man is a great woman, quip, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that stupid thing. I think I think Maggie's <laughs> ma is 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 that that nurturing thing that we don't see, that but we can feel it. We feel welcome in America. We feel like we're being taken care of, but realistically, they're just feeding us propaganda like pigs, right? So we can get big and fat, so they can slaughter us later. Yeah. Some Illuminati shit. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't think of it really that way, but it makes sense. And and looking at it from a propaganda standpoint, that that definitely makes sense because that's kind of like how religion was played back then, and and it still kind of is to this day. It's used as a as a propaganda tool for a lot of people in this country, and it's sad. It sucks how easily manipulated people can be. And I think on us also too, that was like a great way to kind of end this song lyrically as well, like I'm naming all the different the different things like the different metaphors, but I feel like this is the, the best way to end it. So it was good. Yeah. I mean, coming back full circle, right? Like, so, so if, if you're presenting like an argument or an idea, you, you would have like your thesis statement, which he, he has, I don't want to be on Maggie's farm. Yeah. And then he goes into each bullet point and then he ends it again with just reiterating his thesis. I don't want to be on Maggie's farm anymore. So it's, it's a well-structured argument. It's a well-structured song. It's just a good structured way of, speaking or writing yeah. i mean it's, it's yeah it's fucking per- it's a perfect song it is a perfect song i don't know why you hate this song so much i don't get it i don't fucking get it's it it's a good song it's a good song man it is a good one i i said that like 10 minutes ago or five minutes ago it's no, it's it's no fucking song. got the life i know <laughs> i get it oh duh <laughs> like duh i mean why do you even have to say that everyone knows that because no song is better than got the life by corn yeah, there you go Better than Bob Dylan, that song. We that song be, by itself. I thought we were done being Dylan. mean to each other. So you just you, you just st- did it again. You started it. You all said I this. said. All I asked. I asked you to do one favor. Tyler, can you just do that for me this week, please? What? What I asked you earlier. Can you just please for one, one, just one second of this week, just put yourself in somebody else's shoes, to to try and feel what they feel at that point. And that's exactly just, what I did. Can, I can you can you do that for me one time this week, please? I even said the song is good. It's really good. I'll take that as a no. But you. But you. But you, but you, <laughs> you had to bring up everything else. You're the instigator. You're the can, instigator can you just, in the situation. Can you just do that for me one time this week, please? I've already done it like a hundred times. I just get in the it. last you're, 10 you minutes. Know, I, get, I get it. I get it. You're, you're, you're Jesus. You're wow, Jesus, man. Mary, and Joseph. This is what happens. But you, can you, can you, can you, you just, just ignore everything around week, you? You just ignore everything around you. This is what happens. Can you just do it one time for me this week, please? I'll think about it. Okay. I'll that's think all I ask. It. No, that's not all you asked. You asked me to do it, and I said, I'll think about it. So I didn't do it. You, <laughs> so you just hmm. you just don't listen. That's what it comes down to. What are we oh. talking about? This is a stupid conversation. 
I'm just upset that you think this song sucks, and <laughs> I just don't understand it. So let's let's get where I'm at here. I don't know why you keep saying that. I I don't I don't I don't get you. I just don't get it. But it's okay. Hmm. We can all we can all play play the victim and stupid card. You know, uh, you're, just, you're, just, you're rambling. You're a rambling man. And I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all I got for for the lyrics there. Okay. Yeah. Um, Bob Dylan's pretty pretty cool. He's PC. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's BD's cool. PC. I'll say he's cool. I I won't say he's pretty cool, but he's cool. He's cooler than I thought he was going to be. Prior to to this week. He's cooler I, than I, I thought. I feel like if if you're at a bar or somewhere, I always say bar because it's like the only place I go out to play to go out do things. Yeah. So I feel like if if you ever saw Bob Dylan at a bar and he wasn't surrounded by cucks, mm-hmm. and you went over and, and you gushed over him, you're like oh my god, I love you, he'd probably just look at you and like, dude, what what are you talking about? Except I would Relax. never do that. Like, just calm down. Like Bob Dylan, he 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 would think you're you're an idiot for for idolizing somebody like him. Who is just a nobody, and I think he understands that, and he gets it, or he's just insane and crazy and old and senile. I don't know, but well, I think it's the latter. And also, I would never go up to Bob Dylan and gush all over him. Yes, you would. Why would I do that? No, Be- because you're a cuck. You'd say, "Oh, Bob Dylan." Was it? But, I mean, that's not his real name either. So, no. if you gave his real name, it's like that would Albert be, that Zimmerman would be... or something like that, right? Yeah, Robbie Zimmerman, baby. That's what, yeah, Robert Zimmerman. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> What a what a dummy! You know, but Bob Dylan is one of those those musicians, or oh yeah, he's one of those musicians that I wouldn't believe it if I was in the same room. Like I would be. He's like too. He's too untouchable for me to even think of being in the same room with. You know, like the guys from Led Zeppelin would be the other, or Paul McCartney would be another. Or like th- there are certain musicians where like they don't seem like real people. So if I were to be in the yeah. same room, I just wouldn't. I would not know what to do. Like it, it would be too, it'd be too much for me to handle. Yeah, I, I mean, super same, like, weird. like De Niro, Robert De Niro is kind of like in that same aspect for me. Yeah, some these huge like celebrities that are that have just been around for so long, and I think a lot of it has to do with too. It's not just us that likes them, but like our parents also like these people, and so to yeah, think that these people have been it. entertaining. Decade, half, almost half a fuck. Bob Dylan's been around for fucking half a century. He's been playing music for half a century, for God's sakes. Yeah, is he ever gonna die? Bad, but yeah, he is. I mean, we all die sometime. Yeah, so unfortunately, yeah. Is that true though? Well, actually, you're right. You're right. You never know. You never know. Some of us might not. Some of us might not. You never know. I would bet on it, but I don't know for sure. No, you're right. I I don't know for sure either. You're totally right. Called me out on that one. Stupid. Anyway, yeah, this is a stupid fucking conversation. <sighs> okay, enough about Bob Dylan. Back to the Rage version. Do we have anything else to say about the Rage version, um, musically or lyrically nah, or anything like that? Nah, it's it, too boring. It's a pretty underwhelming song for, on the record, but not the worst on Renegades. Would you agree with me on that? No, yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't know, man. This is. I really don't like this one that much. Nah, fair enough. I'm but, kind of with you on that one. Like beautiful world, I do think. Like this song's better than that one. Yeah, it is. It was just a. It was a poor choice. It was just a poor choice. You, you're 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 a band that has limits, 
and like had they done like an acoustic album it would probably it probably would sound like shit it would just been dumb like you, you have limits there are things you can do you can do most things but you can't do everything and right. then beat of a roll kind of showed us that they can't do everything absolutely so second worst. you hit the, the nail on the head I mean, i'm housing's better than this song for sure no it's not dude yeah it is <sighs> you're crazy crazy for this one rick and rick rubin produced this so what do you there you go um so there's no there was I can Ruben find is actually Bob Dylan's son. What? <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> Wait, what did you just say? <laughs> Rick, Rick Rubin is actually Bob Dylan's son. Oh my God, you're so stupid. <laughs> Fact. Look it up. Snopes it. Oh God, Snopes is awful. Uh, let, let, let's see here. Uh, there's no demo, uh, no alternate version I could find. Uh, Rage-wise, I'm I'm not gonna dive deep into Bob Dylan. I'm not that interested. Uh, no music video. Uh, they from as far as I could tell, they never played this song live. Rage never played this song live. Uh, Prophets of Rage never played this. Uh, both iterations never played this. Audio Slave never played this. Uh, I did find some covers. I found a couple covers of the Rage song that were decent or interesting. And I also found a couple uh, Bob Dylan versions that were somewhat interesting or weird or whatever. So the first thing I have here, we've talked about this this group, I guess you can call them, uh, Brass Against the Machine. We played them a couple Ooh. times, but they did a version of of this song, of the Rage song, obviously. So It's better be Ska. Okay, here we go. Here it is. Duh. What do you think of that one? What do you got? Nah. Nah? You can't get into it? You've never been into the brass stuff. The brass against the machine. None of it none of it really really flows together. It's it's just it's like it's like two or three different bands playing the same song just at the same time. Okay. This next one I have here is uh this was posted by somebody named uh, Mid Midnight City. This is posted nine years ago. And it's it's called it's labeled as Maggie's Farm R A T M U K female cover, and it's this lady. She's uh, she's wearing like a headset, and she's just she's getting into it. So here's uh, here's her version of um, Maggie's Farm. Damn it! Fuck! I fucked that one up. That's, that's all you need. That's fine. That's all you want. <laughs> why is she? Why is that's she? That's all like, you care for. Why is there that weird like inflection in her voice? Like, I don't know. <laughs> but she's wearing like a like a call center headset, you know, with a little microphone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really silly looking. It's really silly. 
Here, let, let me let me send you the the video real quick. Maybe it's a joke. Maybe it's a joke song. I don't know, man. She seemed pretty serious about it. So I I don't think so. Okay. I just sent you the video so you can see what she looks like. Oh man, this <laughs> right? this gotta be a joke. It's not. It's not what I was expecting at all when I saw her. But oh. it's <laughs> yeah. This is she. This is, she's goofing. She's picking sure? her fucking teeth. Are you sure she's goofing? She could just be weird. No, she's like twiddling her thumbs while uh-huh. while the instrumental is playing. She's picking her teeth. She's swatting flies, I don't know, man. dude. She's goofing. <laughs> you come on, Tyler. She's she's eating like the crumb from the Pringle candy. You shake it. <laughs> she's goofing. All right. I mean, I hope this, you're right. This, this is good. I, this is this is better. Yeah. Which what's better? The the fact that I know she's goofing now. Okay, it makes it a little bit better, I guess. But nah. I don't think she's good. I think she's she's a genuine a genuine gem. Okay, the next one I got here is uh, is from they're they're called Progressive Bluegrass. Uh, they did a, a a bluegrass version of Maggie's Farm, uh, the Bob Dylan version. So here it is. Uh, here it is for you right now. It's kind of cool. One's pretty good, right? You digging that one? That's yeah, stupid. I, I hate these families where where they 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 do this shit and this bootleg partridge family or something. I don't fucking care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if y'all sit around and fucking play old blues songs and bluegrass style. I don't care. I don't care. But don't overall, it. I mean, the song itself, the cover is pretty good, right? Remember, remember that. Remember that band at uh, Creative Impulse in in high school, when because mm-hmm. we used to go there after we graduated to see the see the bands play. Yeah. And there was there was that band that clearly like their parents pushed them really hard to play instruments and and, and be good. And they they played like oh a yeah, couple, there was always I think a couple they of like those a, bands. They played like a Quiet Riot song, and they like it was just it was so formulaic and it was so rehearsed and scripted and gross. That's what this is. I get it. It sounds great. It's good. It's fine. They're, they're, these are a dime a dozen. Girls like you are a dime a dozen. Yeah. I... Bands like this are a dime a dozen. They bore me. I'm falling fall asleep already. So. You're very critical. That, that's what you are. You're very, very critical. Hey, man, forget about game. I speak the truth. Well, not really, but okay. I guess we can we can move on from that. The last, the, the, oh, dude, I can't even speak. <laughs> exactly. This one uh, was uploaded six years ago by somebody named Bigger on the Inside IA. This is uh, this has eighty five views, has one upvote, and uh, this is a an acoustic cover 
of the Rage Against the Machine version. So hopefully, Jeff, you'll actually like this one. So here we go. much are you digging this guy i so so you sent me the link to it i, I opened the video and i yeah i, I was kind of watching as they were playing and like if you just if you just heard the music like clearly the last one is better it's it's it sounds better they're they're better musicians it sounds like like everything about that one was better mm-hmm. but then to watch the videos on these two <laughs> like that last one was a joke this is solid this is good stuff yeah and and the music's okay. It's fine. It's a fine acoustic cover. Yeah. But like my favorite part about this is just it looks like four dudes that are just hanging out <clears throat> that maybe took fifteen minutes just to learn that riff and the guy singing or rapping doesn't even know who this band is or probably has never even heard of Bob Dylan either. Because he's reading it from like a laptop and <laughs> yeah. they're all sitting and, and but they're not even like they yeah like leaning forward with their guitars they're like slouching they're like like they've been sitting and drinking all day and then without even moving someone just handed them their guitar like they are they look comfy but they all look like really good friends and they're having a good time and then someone's daughter comes in and and the guy kind of like waves her daughter over whereas in the other video i feel like if someone that wasn't supposed to be in the video was in the video they would stop the performance they're like jenna get out of the video (laughs) and get mad because it's bullshit, and I hate the other one even more now. But this was cool, <laughs> dude. But musically, yeah, it's all right. I thought it was. It wasn't bad acoustically, especially considering it looked like they just learned it. And the, like you said, the guy was reading it. The guy was reading <laughs> it straight from his laptop. You can see like the 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 blue glow on his face from his laptop because it's like a dark room that they're in. Like they're in a basement or something. And he's sitting on his 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 lazy boy. <laughs> And he's his like his back is like oh he's backed like he's sitting he's comfy he's watching the game he's drinking beer, and the laptop is on a coffee table in front of him, and usually I don't know just just out of like human nature out of habit you would lean forward if you're reading something right yeah because yeah yeah like in that instance you would just lean forward naturally just for whatever reason yeah but he's not he's just like fuck it I ain't gonna move, as if he told someone to put the laptop there, and he because he's not even gonna move. <laughs> that's how uninterested he is. Uh, that's great. Boom. It was a good Gave one. A thumbs up. That was a good one. It was a giddy. I just, I just I just really don't like that that cookie cutter shit from the last one. But still the song was so good right. outside of the family par- partridge family thing. Uh, <laughs> if I wanted to listen to that shit, I'll just watch Oh Brother Where Art Thou. That's what that's I'll do. That's a good movie too. That's a great movie. Because he has some right stupid then. cookie cutter bullshit. <laughs> All 
All right. Well, do we, what are our final thoughts on uh, on Maggie's Farm, the Rage Against the Machine version, not the Bob Dylan version? What do you got? Um, sorry, I just got really bored for a second. Oh, that's um, fine. You always get bored because you're a bored, porn person. <laughs> but continue. It's, uh, it's okay. I, the more the more I, I listen to the the Rage version, I, I was I just thought that there could have been so much more to there, and it was it was very it was very basic Rage. In a time when when they were done being basic, mm-hmm. this was very this was very like debut album rage, without the energy, and it should have been like Evil Empire complexity with even the fucking Battle of L.A. energy, mm-hmm. yeah, something because it's this song is like important to music to to kind of history of that time and that era, and just to overall like fuck mm-hmm. you attitude of anybody who likes rage who wants to be like rage or rage themselves so i don't understand how they kind of ruined the song and and fucked it up kind of sad Mm -hmm. i'm with you man it's a very very phoned in version and it's not it's not bad because honestly rage had never put out a bad song am i right no yeah no it's it's not a bad song i I mean i would rather listen to this and that fucking mo brother roth out bullshit you put on (laughs) Or any corn song, actually. Over, hey, 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 watch your fucking mouth, because you know you liked a lot of the corn music <laughs> I made you listen to. So, bite your fucking tongue. But overall, man, this song, yeah, it's it's for rage, it's lackluster. And I guess if you're if you're gonna place this song anywhere on that record, the end of the record will would be the right place. You know, it it's a little too long. It should have been cut in half, and it would have been much better. But yeah, just it's it's whatever. So what what do you got? What do you got as your who do you have as your MVP on this one? I guess I guess Zach. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Huh. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm just I'm I'm doing like the that little spinny thing with my hand. You can't see it. I, I was hoping you would you would catch me. No. So spinning with my hand, you can't see it. Yeah. But you know, like yeah. when you play bingo and you spin the thing and it's like a cylinder. Yeah. And you open the little latch and you pull like a ball out and you like, B five. <laughs> like that's kind of what I'm just doing. I'm just putting all the names in a, in a little cylinder thing and spinning around, picking one out because I really don't. I don't think you even deserve it. But <laughs> like none of them did a bad job. But no. none of them deserve to be the MVP. So you know what? Again, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it again. No MVP. At some point in this pod, I I have did a, a four way tie for the MVP, and I'm gonna do it again. There is a four way tie for the non MVP. Wow, dude, you're crazy. Yeah. This is just not a good day for age. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> we just recorded two episodes in a row, and man, hopefully this songs is, that were this just. Is the, yeah. Hopefully, this is the worst of the worst for rage that we've done. <laughs> but yeah, my my MVP because I am not like you, and I don't want to pick nobody. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Tom. I'm gonna Tom. Tom would be the MVP because that riff is so heavy. It just the heaviness of the riff makes it sound that much better. But that's about that's really the only thing I got MVP wise. So that's it. I, I got nothing else to say. Do you got anything else to say? I don't. You don't. All right. Well, this is Rage Against the Pod. Like it like we if you don't already know, this is the go to Rage Against the Machine Pod. Thank you all for listening. Go to iTunes, go rate review and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Rage Against the Pod. Thank you for listening. That's it. That's all. And he asks you with a grin. If you're having a good time, then he finds you 